0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast, episode two thirty six. uh Doing a pre-record uh, episode for tonight because some of us, some of us, will be at too many games. Apparently, not Sean. He's not coming by there. for the panel. I'll be.
1: There. Just call me. Just call me on the
0: phone. Or something. I thought, <laughs> I thought about in. that. If we do the panel, can we just have like a like a laptop? Like in your spot, and it's just you yeah. through. I'm like bringing Zoom my tablet. Something. We could probably hook that up. Okay, yeah, I'll well, have, do I'll do it. We'll have Sean virtual, like in that. He'll just he'll just kind of be like a, a floating head off do on the side of the wear, table. Do you have
1: to wear? Do you have to wear your mask during the panel when you're talking? I'm no. not sure how that's gonna not work a, because then people
0: people won't be able to hear us well because you have to talk into a microphone, and I right. know that kind of like blocks like your like when you're speaking to it, sort of it, it muffles you a bit. So I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna work. I assume. Also, people are going mean, to be pretty far away, like when we're up on the stage part, I believe. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how all that goes goes down. Um, but I did bring a couple of people on here. We have MVG. How are we doing,
2: Great to be here. Thanks for having
0: me on. Good to have MVG here. Then we have Nate.
2: Yes,
3: I am here. And that that I won't Nate. be at too many games.
0: Not this time.
3: Yeah, not this know. time. Actually, Nate,
0: you could go. No and we would, would we would never well no jordan would know
3: i couldn't well, tell him not, not, not to reveal my identity
0: i mean if he wears a
1: mask you, you won't know just wear a mask because you have to wear a mask in there for the whole that's thing true. so just put on a hat and wear your mask nobody knows who you are
3: that's true see yeah. i could be there as long as i don't talk or interact with anybody nobody knows that's I true if pick, we
2: hear your voice i feel confident i could pick nate out in the crowd i don't think so <laughs> you get like a voice
1: changer then we ha-
0: we got You're Evan. About to look for. Oh, yep. we got Evan there. And then we got Sean RGT85. Hello. Good to have Sean here. All right. So we ha- we had a couple of things that have happened so far this week. It's been a lot of like Nintendo stuff because we had the the Smash reveal, the final character. We also had some more cloud games revealed, and then Metroid just like completely took over the internet yesterday when it came to review scores. Uh, a lot of talk around that too. And honestly,
3: what, what? I am shocked and appalled especially what? by this panel that nobody is talking about the true game of the year that is coming out on october 8th that's not called metroid dread it is, is called tetris triple... effect oh, connected. connected yeah is that I...
0: Sh- oh, I thought i thought it was triple a clock that looks pretty impressive no Tet wait tetris yeah, Tetris effect yeah yes yeah, it's tetris tetris Effect connected comes like on
2: switch this week i think it's already out in japan right now right oh yeah it would be it's yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it I'm yeah, gonna I'm, gonna definitely, I'm definitely picking that yeah, up. Yeah,
1: because they're 11 hours ahead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it should be out.
0: That, yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's been out for a while.
3: Not on the Switch.
0: Yeah, not no, on that's Switch. true. That's true. It was on
3: Portable Bliss.
0: Yeah, but we had it through VR, and that was like one of the coolest experiences ever.
3: Yeah, but nobody owned a VR. I do. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I do.
4: Actually, <laughs> actually, I do want to get that.
0: One? Well, no, PSVR. no, I played, I threw a PSVR. I, I'm going to get that Oculus Quest 2 though to play Resident Evil vr that's happening i it's i've, I've until made a facebook up my mind.
3: crashes again
0: right yeah really uh apparently you could still play it you just couldn't sign into the store to buy anything i guess that's not it, that is what happened um so yeah but we did have we actually did have some people play it early here sean managed to secure a copy okay. so that was that was interesting to see your review go up uh when everyone else's was because sean seeked out a, an early copy for although everyone got the switch oled early anyway yeah, so what's, this is, what's this is, metroid dread getting out there seriously you know?
1: like i i went above and beyond to get this copy because i was like look i got screwed on the oled i don't want to get screwed on dread
0: but as we're recording this it's been out in australia for a, a while now hours right. and hours now so mvg got a chance to play some of the early bits of it as well yep. uh that of course if you go through uh, your switch you change stores and you go mm-hmm. all the way also you can you can basically download now it's only like four gigabytes so it doesn't take very long to download either so we at least have some early impressions there from mvg and and uh sean i guess just played the game so we can yep. get, some, get some thoughts on that so anyone surprised at the review scores though it hitting 90 when it first dropped and now sitting at an 88 is it still at 88 yeah, it's been holding pretty steady at an eighty-eight. I checked it earlier today, um, and it was still th- sitting there.
2: I think it's about it's about right where it needs to be. Um, at least based on the first hour or so that I've played, I, I feel um, I feel like the scores are um, where they should be. Um, I mean, look, it's it's a and Sean can probably tell more about it, but like for me, it's a really polished version of Metroid that um, honestly I've been wanting for such a long time and I, I've been really enjoying it so for me I think the scores are probably about right 88 sounds about right to me
0: it it does look like a good pairing for that OLED that switch OLED based on how like dark kind of the game is and they try to section it off to where you just have like the top and bottom portions of the screen maybe just all blacked out because you're just going through this one narrow tunnel or something like that to me seems like it, it'll match up very well with that new OLED screen um, but Sean what do you think of this game How how I don't even, how long is the game do we know yeah i mean it depends
1: on how stuck you get i believe it took me about i think my play time was it's weird how it how it saves the play time because i don't think it factors in a few things because like it it would say like my play time was a lot less than what i felt like i was actually playing i I don't really know how to make sense of it but it's probably around 12 to 15 hours depending on how stuck you get that's about right yeah i feel like you will get get stuck at some points because you know it doesn't hold your hand. It does absolutely nothing to bring in a casual audience. Like if you're, if you're someone who's just hyped up on it because everyone else is hyped up about Metroid and then you pick up this game, you're going to be like, Oh wow. I'm, you know, this is a lot harder than I anticipated, which for Metroid fans is, is great because I feel like you really have that sense of, you know, dread with the Emmy and then uh, something that actually happens later on in the game that um, with the basic enemies and then um But it's 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 challenging, very very challenging game. I've died numerous times, and like you know, you have to with the boss battles, you have to figure out their patterns, or else you're just gonna sit there like an idiot, just getting your ass kicked. So, well,
0: if you get caught by an Emmy, you're just you just lose immediately, right? Right,
1: but the Emmys are kind of uh, like in sections, and there's different Emmys, and as you progress throughout the game, the Emmys actually will get some abilities and stuff like that for um, that help in capturing you, but. I like how they sectioned it off. It's not like anytime, anywhere, and Emmy can just burst out and get you because, you know, if they see you, uh, you're you're done. Like, I mean, you do have a chance to parry um their attack, but it's it's a very narrow window, and it's probably like the toughest parry in the game. And when they catch you, there are multiple ways that they can attack you. So if you're like, okay, well, this parry takes you know 2.5 seconds, but then they do the other attack, it's like you know you're screwed anyways.
0: Oh, okay
1: all right yeah so you, i I, that,
2: I guess initially when i came into the game i thought that emmy was more like nemesis in resident right. evil where it just follows you around the entire map but yeah i mean it's kind of in this kind of sectioned off area so it really gives you I, and I, I like the mechanic because it gives you an opportunity to kind of get the lay of the land and figure out you know escape routes and stuff when it does chase you because like the AI of Emmy is like really, really good. Like it will, it will catch you. It will get you. You know, if you if you just keep trying evading it. Um, but uh, I think I think it's a pretty cool mechanic. I mean, it's not you know S A X from like um, Fusion or anything like that, which was um, you know a lot of people were comparing it to something like that. But for me, I, th- I think it's a really cool mechanic, and I, I, I like it. You seem you seem to
0: enjoy the game more as you went through it, Sean originally yeah, you were like, ah, I don't <clears throat> know,
2: I don't like this game that
0: much. Then slowly well, you came around to it. It starts to open up a lot more. And okay. really,
1: it, it's weird to me because I felt like the first you know few hours of the game were, were just kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, I guess, directionless. Like, you didn't know what was really happening, what was going on, which I guess is a bit indicative of the game. But I felt like they they could have included a bit more. And you have, like, the environments that you're in for the first little part of the game. They're kind of just you know very very basic stock sort of stuff but as you get deeper into the game the environments get a lot more interesting there's a lot more intricacies in the background like little things like staring at you from the background and you know larger creatures better creatures that you're having to fight so it definitely it definitely takes a little bit to warm up but it, once it starts clicking with you like it's it's so good
2: okay so i got two questions one where do you rank this as a metroid game Ooh. Uh, as a 2d metroid or a metroid in general um i will go with both like 2d metroid and and kind of the entire list of metroids so i know the cliche thing is to say super metroid is everyone's
1: favorite but super metroid was a game that i did not play until i was an adult so i don't really have that nostalgia Mm. whereas a game like metroid fusion and really to some extent, Zero Mission. I played those when they first came out, so I absolutely love them. I would say it's in the upper echelon of of 2D Metroid games. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't do a whole a lot to sort of, you know, differentiate itself from other Metroid games. It kind of feels a bit like Mercury Steam's previous game with Samus Returns. I do like that they didn't put such a focus on the parry mechanic because it felt like in Samus Returns, if you didn't master the parry mechanic like you were just screwed whereas yeah. in this it's definitely more of a secondary thing. I, yeah, I, w- I would say it's in the upper echelon though. I, I think this the story somehow managed to to be really interesting, which uh, you know, usually I don't care like all that much about the story in Metroid games, but like this game they actually did a decent job and there's a lot of cool stuff. Like it's very self-contained. But if you've played the previous games, it all sort of ties in together. So you get a bit more out of it. So I like that about the game.
2: And my yeah. other question is, should it be in the conversation for game of the year?
0: Oh, this year? Yeah, we were going to talk about that. Yeah, we might as well go into this now because it's technically one of the highest
2: rated games of the year now on Metacritic at an 88. I've, I've only played an hour. Um, and I... so it's hard for me to say yes. But I, from what I've played so far, I'm I'm feeling it yeah i mean it's it's
1: i think so just because of the fact and that's not to take away from this game because it's, it's a great game but it's it's a very metroid game it doesn't really do much to expand upon the genre of metroidvania i would say it's one of the better metroidvanias for sure i think in the year that we've had with sort of the lack of a lot of big releases a lot of games getting delayed i mean really what what are your games that you could talk about here. Resident you got Resident Evil, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Monster Cruising. Hunter Rise, which Cruising I think lost. Cruising blast is obviously gonna win.
0: Well, um, I have our I have our list of games that we made in August. So just last month we or two month and a half ago we made this list. Game of the year, we did it right here on the podcast. The list we ended up coming up with so far was Monster Hunter Rise, Ratchet and Clank, Death Store, it takes to Resident Evil Village Returnal. Okay. I,
1: I think you could swap out a few of those games. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Because, like, like, a game like Returnal is kind of like, um, you know, it's kind of like, uh, well, uh, Kena, Kena. It was hot when it first came out, but then nobody talks about it anymore. Like, nobody nobody seems to care about that game anymore. Whereas, I think Metroid, because of the difficulty of it, you know, it might be in the conversation later. Plus, it came out in the later portion of See, the year, so it's fresh in people's I minds.
0: think I think uh I think Death Store is gonna be out now. I think Deathloop is gonna take its spot. Ooh. Um Deathloop, one of the highest rated games of the year, and I, I I can understand why it's probably gonna get thrown in there. But that means then it'd be Monster to Rise, Ratchet and Clank, Deathloop, it takes two Resident Evil Village Returnal. You're thinking Returnal gets pulled for Metroid. I think so because it's it's newer i think if you
1: flip the release dates of them i think returnal has a better chance of, of definitely being in that conversation but i feel like metroid dread is going to be fresher in people's minds because even if you look at previous game awards stuff the stuff that tends to come out earlier in the year is usually the stuff that gets snubbed because you know so we're gonna
0: leave we're them. gonna leave moss turner rise in there game of the year you think so just the way critics look at this stuff you think that's getting in there
1: they're re-releasing
5: it on pc with enhanced graphics and stuff so i think it is going to reinvigorate it and plus they got that big
1: dlc coming in too
5: next
0: yes yes they're advertising that and it's probably honestly with the pc release it's going to start sneaking up on 10 million copies sold here pretty soon so um, i mean that's impressive in terms of sales and the reviews that it got so that means right now as of uh october being of october we have Monster Rise, Ratchet and Clank, Death Loop. It takes two, Resident Evil Village, and Metroid Dread as. No, wait, no Psychonauts two. That's yeah, the I other can... thing. Psychonauts, I Psychonauts two, 2 I feel like 39. has to be in here. Ah, oh, that's tough. I don't know. That's why I think Monster Rise might not make it in, Sean.
4: I think yeah. it takes
0: two is going to get put in there because it's like, it's yeah, that yeah. game that is at least it's very different because it's co op and everything, and people absolutely love that game. Um, that's one of the reasons I kind of like Monster Rise isn't technically a a niche game but it kind of is at the same time for a lot of the yeah. reviewers, you know? So I'm kind of thinking Monster Rise, might, but then again, Psychonauts 2 kind of niche as well. I just don't remember a lot of people saying Monster Rise is a game of the year in their uh, reviews. Yeah, but
2: we didn't say the same thing about Control, you know, and that That's that a good in. point that's a good uh, point it's it's not necessarily about how we feel it's about how you know the reviewers feel about yeah. the games that i saw a lot of people mention stuff.
0: psychonauts too as like oh this could be my game of the year I'm well like, i mean the oh. xbox you know it it's
1: it's one of the top rated games of the year i'm, I'm scrolling through yeah critic now what's reasonable village at um it's not top 30 yeah because uh,
0: monster hunter rise is at an 88 yeah, Resident Evil Village, we have that locked in like it's an absolute thing, and I'm That's, like, I don't know,
4: I don't know. Yeah, I think no, to, to
0: I, I, for the
1: industry, I think Village will be a okay. game of the year contender. For me, I, I I didn't think that game was all that great. I thought it was interesting. Just, I thought it was very mm. good, but I preferred uh, seven to eight. Mm. I yeah. think it'll.
5: It would probably just fall to like one of the sub awards, like the
1: not Game of the Year awards, and they just do that as like uh yeah, this is so we let Action, you all know we remember whatever. It. So, uh, Resident Evil Village on PS5 is at an 84 on Metacritic.
0: See, that's why I mean, I, you might see Psychonauts two sneak in instead. Hmm, could happen. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to take. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to take Resident Evil Village off. I see Deathloop is still rated pretty high, right? That's that's one that like uh, people kept yelling Game of the Year about, and it wasn't. It was a good game. The ending wasn't great, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I eighty eight, so. that's what i mean yeah. it's like i i and, don't know i think i think psychonauts 2 might go over Resident Evil village
2: and you're right i mean timing is important when you drop your game like if it's in the latter half of the year or the you know the third quarter or something it's going to be thought about a lot more in people's minds that. Yeah, but that's what we said a few years ago when it came down to God of War, and God of War won
3: Game of the Year despite releasing in March.
1: Well, God of War is April. also a yeah. um, part of yeah, Labo Day. Later, you know, that's it,
3: right, Labo for, Day.
1: It was 420, wasn't it? It was Labo yeah. Day.
0: It was um, 420. <laughs> remember, we were all talking about God of War, and Sean was over there in his thumbnail like, before you buy Lab. <laughs>
1: well, I did a live stream of it, too, me assembling it. I was
0: Everyone's playing God of War, Sean's <laughs> trying to put this stuff together. An hour and a half, and
1: I, I put together like one little so, thing, and I was like, I have.
0: Oh, I'm going to put them both there in that spot and we'll come back to it and decide, but I have Monster and Rise, Ratchet and Clank, Deathloop it takes to, Psychonauts 2 slash Resident Evil Village, question mark. Again, we'll we'll reconvene see, on that as we get closer to the, end of the year and then Metroid Dread.
3: See, the thing with Returnal is I think Returnal made a bigger mark on the industry and that's why it's going to get a nod when hmm. the conversation comes up.
1: Well, for okay. some people it was their Metroid game before we got Dread. It was, you know, it's the true. best Metroid experience. I did see people tweet that.
0: I think, but the thing is, I believe Deathloop is a better roguelike game than Returnal, so yeah. I think I think it represents that genre or that that style of game much
3: better. But Returnal is a PlayStation Five exclusive, which admittedly has had very few exclusives this year, so people ha- are going to really remember that everyone. impact and release. I mean,
0: we have really Ratchet and everyone Clank everyone on there.
3: Has had limited. But that thing videos. is it's Ratchet and Clank and Returnal.
1: Ra- we have De- Deathloop's on there too. Okay, so let's uh, out of those three games what if you could only add one what game do you add what do you mean out of um out of which ones out of returnal deathloop and ratchet Ratchet. oh
0: man i uh question i'm actually between ratchet and deathloop i've I've already kind of put returnal to the side
1: Mm -hmm. i think it has i think ratchet gets it because it's a it's a wider
0: i kind of have to go with ratchet because i think that to me was more visually impressive and it uh, it was it was just a fun game whereas deathloop was annoying at times and the ending was did, almost ruined the game for me so
3: yeah yeah i'd probably go with ratchet
0: yeah i'm gonna stick with ratchet on that mm. but hey Deathloop will be on xbox next year so there you go i'm gonna check it out then i guess
3: i mean it, it's tough to gauge because you know i especially feel like the game award types of setup because yeah. it's up to the outlet they sit down they yeah. have a discussion of what games were meaningful to them not necessarily the review scores
0: i'm telling you but... moss Hunter rise getting left at... here's here's how this is going to go okay ready this is the actual list ratchet and clank death loop it takes two psychonauts 2 metroid dread and cyberpunk 2077 no oh, no. oh i'm telling you moss Hunter rise getting kicked out for cyberpunk <laughs>
3: cyberpunk is write not it gonna down to show up <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening forza horizon 5 now there's you... a contender That'll be great in the sports slash racing
0: yeah. category.
2: The cruising blast has taken that one. Here's
0: the <laughs> big big 70 for Metacritic there. <laughs> Rolling right in.
2: Amen. I come on.
0: <laughs> I you know why do you know why Cyberpunk should be in the in the game of the year? Because you oh, want to watch the internet burn? Or? Yeah, well, that and because if I'm Jeff Keighley, I want that in there because that creates a ton of conversation around the video game awards. Like, how much conversation was there when uh, when we had Death Stranding nominated for Game yeah, of but the Year? Yeah, that
3: conversation around Death Stranding was so so it's juvenile. Because- it's just people like, this is rigged. Like, Jeff Keighley didn't pick it. It's still rigged. But well, here's proof they didn't pick it. It's still rigged. <laughs> and then it didn't win the award anyways. I'm just
0: saying. Conversation.
3: No. no. <laughs> The Game has enough conversation each year. Sean
2: goes to Twitter after it ends every year and
4: says,
2: this sucks. I've spoken to some developer friends that I know, and the consensus about Cyberpunk is that game sucks. is deeply broken. revolutionary oh. It's, it's broken. Like Revolutionary bad. It's broken at its core. Like, patches will make it better, but it won't fix the underlying issues well, of that yeah. game. the game. Sean, pull, pull up Cyberpunk
0: PC Metacritic.
3: Yeah, but they, all
2: those people wrote that review, the while review sitting score? in cyberpunk chairs.
0: Eighty-six. Here we go. All right, so that's oh two points above Resident Evil Village.
2: <laughs> that's a, every, Nate was right. There, everyone that reviewed that game was sitting in yellow cyberpunk chairs when they wrote those. I reviews. believe.
0: I think cyberpunk has. I want to say the most perfect scores out of all of these games we're talking about right now
3: yeah <laughs> well that's because maybe people learned after reviewing that game and giving it a high score that they can't do that again i'm so just were, getting people ready okay
0: <laughs> just 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 kind of like just just you know get getting them ready easing them in no. for when cyberpunk gets revealed as number six they're gonna go through everything i was like all right that makes sense then cyberpunk and no. then the internet explodes god no I'm just getting people ready. Is,
3: no. If that happens, that's the end of the game awards. And I think Keely knows that. <laughs> like, if that <laughs> list comes in, he's, he has to like go back and be like, you guys have to vote again.
1: I mean, what if Death Stranding, the director's, director's cut? cut. On
3: there. <laughs> Do we know if that qualifies? Because if that qualifies, then Mass Effect qualifies. Yeah. Resident, uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, and but the
1: Mass Ray? Effect
0: Mass Effect's significantly better than all of those games that trilogy. Pack. I think, think it, it
1: needs, uh, needs,
0: I mean, Quake Remastered? exactly oh. you think yeah, it would a appear in nice ongoing game all those oh yeah. under ongoing game that's a good point because it hasn't got yeah. a lot
3: of patches hmm. maybe that's such a loophole just to keep it in uh, i think we'll it needs see. its own category honestly <laughs> the, the best stranding of the year the, yeah. the best disaster no, no, of the i
1: year. mean i mean
0: like like director's cuts remake, oh. remasters. i
1: think that should all have we
0: should we see so many of them you're right You're right, Sean. We should get a category like that. Best remaster of the year or something. I'll
3: DM Jeff and tell him.
0: Let him know. The checkmark is spoken.
3: Because, I mean, if you factor in those games, all of a sudden you're going to have Ghost, Death Stranding, Skyward Sword, Mass Effect, Final Fantasy. You're going to have a lot of these games come up in the conversation that otherwise we're ignoring. I think that's a great idea
0: because we just get so many of them now. You you might as well. And they're games that a lot of us spent, you know hours and hours playing like skyward hey, sword I mean, but that was like a whole 20 some odd hour experience for a lot of people we'd and was, put Blake you know, really in there
2: right which means i get i get an into the game awards i can actually be there
0: yeah what if they well, yeah if you win and you go up on stage um uh, yeah. great that'd be awesome 50, 50 <laughs> yeah already. let's go <laughs> right uh evan we got a discord question there would you
5: guys like the mgs 3 remake to have combat similar to what it already has or something like mgs 5
3: what it already had <sighs> they're gonna
4: now. They're
5: they're, they're they're gonna
0: mess close, they're close gonna mess combat stuff
2: the CQC stuff I mean the basis of all combat yeah I, I don't know I mean I, I think they're messing they, with it I wish they wouldn't mess with it honestly I think yeah, they keep are it, no keep it how it was I mean you already mm. basically
3: fixed it with what was it subsistence or the 3DS version where you could move and crawl and the controls are a little more streamlined and we saw that in the HD version so you leave it alone
0: I think they're gonna they're gonna mess with it I'm telling you Oh, it's going to be fun when that happens. If that happens, I should say. We got another Discord question, Evan?
5: This guy told me to read this all word for word. Too many games is an apt name since there are indeed too many games to buy and play this month. What are your favorite YouTube gaming inside jokes? Mine is Sean must play Balan Wonderworld.
0: Uh, I guess 50-50 now. Um, <laughs> yeah, 50/50 now. <laughs> Mine, Mine is, the is
2: that uh, I'm an Englishman.
4: Yeah, that's a good. That's a one. good one too. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna make that shirt.
1: Uh, that's, that's such a good episode of The Simpsons, where was uh, <laughs> the the Cape Fear episode where Sideshow uh, yep. Bob has to do that that uh, play on the boat? Oh yeah, the HMS he Pinafore. Is an
0: Englishman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's good times. I was actually uh, watching that clip the other day. A good one. It's that's, great.
0: Let's go. Let's go over to the Smash reveal next and then we'll talk about some of the cloud gaming stuff separately. So we did have the final Smash character Nate I mean Nate called it. Nate he was on top of it. I have never seen I anyone was. call it l- quite like this. He, he he put not in front of it but
4: oh, it was a so. misdirect. <laughs> it was a misdirect so
3: you would so you would be surprised when it happened. Forty chests.
4: But how
0: do you get surprised about what everyone thought it was going to be? Everyone do? thought it was gonna be it Sora was trending the day before with like ninety one thousand tweets.
3: Hey. People were still surprised somehow. I mean, look <laughs> no. see the reactions.
0: Yeah, I know. But I think it's just more excitement. But yes, yeah, Sora is in Smash I mean that's I feel like it's either Sora or Goku. You had to end with one of those, so like you couldn't end with a fireman character.
3: No, you couldn't end with a fire Emblem character. I just, I'm just glad it didn't end on Waluigi. Yeah,
0: I mean right. Waluigi's already in. there's like a tr- what like um a trophy or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, I mean, the, well, Sora who, is the one that people have been calling for forever. I mean, who were the main
1: characters that people were talking about? Yeah, Sora, Goku. Ryu from
4: Crash, yeah. Crash, Crash. the Chief. I don't even think
1: Ryu was talked about that much. It was I... Master
5: Chief, definitely. Yeah. Master Chief, Guy for a while, Crash there. Dante. Yeah.
0: I can't believe that Crash didn't get in, ever. Like, that's still weird to me. Yeah, it really is. That is, is a gaming icon. It's, it's...
3: Well, so so, so games... is Hayabusa. I mean, I think people, that's the thing with Sora. If you put,
0: if you put Ryu next to Crash, everyone's going to point to Crash and know who that is first.
3: Yeah, well, that, that just shows you the sad state that the current gaming industry is in that the community doesn't recognize Hayabusa anymore for the great trilogies of games he's given us over the last thirty years. Thanks a uh, lot, team. I think for how judge. good
5: it could have been, Raymond. Raymond should have been it.
0: I mean he's he's in as yeah. like a spirit and uh yeah, but I get what you're saying as like a playable character. I mean, or I like guess that's what's that? Ooh. Gino, oh Gino! Isn't Ooh. Gino in Gino in is, a, is like a me fighter yeah. thing or whatever, right? Yeah, same, so. yeah I guess. I mean, even Crash could have been like, I don't know, maybe they were like, we we can't do that to Crash. I wonder if they approached <laughs> not Activision
2: kidding. and Activision just wanted like a huge bag for it, and they're like, nah, forget it. And it's just. Possible. I, mean, I mean, based on be? Crash
0: Bandicoot 4 sales, they probably should. They probably should have just given them Crash. <laughs> I,
3: I mean, I, I, uh, I think it's one thing that surprised me now that the fighter packs are concluded is how little Nintendo use the Fighter Pass to actually put their own representation in the game. The no Astral Chain. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't really see Nintendo utilize it that often to put new first-party characters. We had like Min Min. But otherwise, I almost expected Nintendo to conclude this with like a Pokemon as a means to market the upcoming, you know, Pokemon release for the holiday and even Arceus for next year. And the fact that we didn't have a Pokemon game was more surprising to me than seeing Sora actually be at it.
0: Yeah, Sora is interesting because it, it does seem like they kind of avoided Disney with this. I saw some people mentioning all of that. Like, they. I was surprised they showed the Mickey Mouse emblem right in the beginning because, like, that is, like, skating the line. That's very close. But, like, Donald and Goofy aren't on the background, for example, in, in Sora's stage. Yeah, there's uh, no
1: there's no Disney yeah, stuff.
0: They were very careful about that. So I maybe Disney wasn't as involved as people were originally like, oh, Disney's in the way. You can't do it. Maybe Disney was like a footnote for getting Sora in yeah. the game with what they did.
3: Disney probably just had to ap- approve of Sora, but that's why we don't see Donald and Goofy and all the other Disney related, you know, references is that they just said you can have Sora and that's it. And I mean, if that made the character possible, that's good because you know it simplified things and we didn't have to deal with Disney's very restrictive sense of rules within protective IP so you know that's that's a plus maybe it opens up new avenues for potential moving forward or maybe john drake who formerly worked for sony who now works at disney maybe he said to you know disney smash brothers is knocking you want to take this opportunity do what you have to to make it reality and let's go
0: yeah that's a good point i mean it's good advertising either way i know a lot of people already like have heard of kingdom hearts or have played it but it's just you reach another large audience that maybe hasn't checked it out. So it, it is, I mean, it was Nintendo who did all of this. Like Sakurai just made it all possible in the video game side with his team uh, and all the developers there. So, I mean, Nintendo decided this a long time ago. Um,
4: yep. Yeah,
3: as yes, really- Fighter, I think Fighter Pass 2 was decided prior to Fighter Pass 1 finishing release. So this has been something that's been, I guess, completed at least contractually for at least a year. Yeah.
0: I mean, they mentioned that there was that, that, uh, what was it, the Smash Brothers survey or battle that they were doing. And Sora Mm -hmm. was the most requested character back even on the Wii U and 3DS. So, they've been probably working quite a while to figure this out with Square and Disney and all the... I mean, at that time, Kingdom Hearts 3 was even being worked on. So, maybe they were, like, waiting for all of that to finish and then they can get it done. But, I mean, maybe they saved it as the final character because who else would you have closed out with if it wasn't Sora? Like, based on all the characters we've seen... Sora is probably the the season finale really the series finale character so um,
3: I mean that's the thing if you really had to think of another iconic gaming character are there bigger ones than Sora yes, yes. I mean the ones that
0: they've really? already announced I mean the ones they've already announced like if right. you've rearranged this and been like oh Banjo's finishing out I'm like I mean people have been excited but like Sora had that serious impact on the maybe fan Sephiroth base. Sephiroth is a good one that's true that in fact the way that he Sephiroth like destroyed like the you know, you know like the whole the the opening the, the, yeah, the smash whatever, that, yeah, yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah like the is basically the universe there like, that's a big deal but like the way that they kind of played the tra i really liked the character trailer i thought that was well done um with all of the figures almost looking like they're getting put away because that mm-hmm. like plays into the smash canon where they're all supposed to be like toys basically being played in like a kid's room and then they all come back to life for the last character that was kind of cool so
3: yeah the presentation itself was really nicely done i mean i think it paid. Good homage to what Smash Brothers is all about. How it's supposed to be a celebration of the industry. It's just the fun of having all these characters in a single collection where you get to interact with them, and I think they did a good job presenting that in these final presentations.
0: So, what happens now with Sakurai?
3: It takes a long vacation. Yeah, you think I'm he just takes a year doing off? My
2: joke. I'm still not doing my joke. <laughs> You think he just takes a Don't year it. off now? <laughs> yeah i do yeah i, I, I don't I, I don't think we'll hear from him for a, for a little while until he's ready to talk about what's next you know so i think um yeah I, I think he should take a well-deserved break he earned it
0: no uh no more smash brothers huh we think this is it
2: hey, yeah well. no, i, I what think, else can he do right and and i mean whatever comes next with the switch whatever the new hardware is coming out i mean i kind of expect to see this game as a I don't know what you want to call it. Just port it over, remaster, whatever. The the entire collection or the whatever edition. Definitive edition. The definitive edition. um, Head over there. And I think it'll still sell millions and millions of units.
0: Yeah, we've seen that with Mario Kart. They have probably at least another 10 years of runway with this game without too much issue just moving it over and selling it again. Uh, Is most likely, I guess, what they'll do. Because I I don't know what else you do with Smash unless you reboot the whole
3: series. I think you go for a reboot
0: wow that would Whoa. be interesting i you know what i'd just be curious to see what happens with it then because uh, they're going to the
2: fire again you they're going to show up with 40 what are they going to show
0: up with 36 characters like they're going to cut it down that much as like the Roll next back that code
5: and that'll be uh, all they need
0: maybe they can do that I and mean, then like all right we're going to fix the online with the reboot and then we'll do everything all over again with new characters being added
2: well, they could, but what if Sakurai's like more in a executive producer role and someone else is a director of, of the next game? Do that's you, my expectation, is that he goes hands
3: off with the next Smash Brothers. It's not gonna be the project that he takes lead on. It's gonna kinda you're gonna give it to the development team at Bandai Namco, who has helmed the development of Smash Brothers for Wii U and Ultimate, and mm-hmm. it's really gonna be more along the lines of, you know, their vision opposed to sakurai being so hands-on and making sure he balances every character and committing you know 20 hours a day to actually fine-tuning the game is that he can take a role where he just kind of oversees it and he can do his own project on the side and i think that's what the smash brothers series kind of needs it needs a reboot it needs to be restarted it's had a fantastic legacy dating back to the n64 but now it really needs to grow what do you do
1: how do you make it question? grow?
3: You have to find what you want it to be. Is it a party game, as they have said so many times, or are you actually going to make it a fighter with casual appeal?
0: Mm, that'd be em-
3: Embrace mm, a clear vision.
0: That'd be interesting. Yeah, what if they just go straight up like Tekken-style, one-on-one, Smash Brothers? I'd
3: be, I'd be uh, with that. Very specific, cool. balance stages, yeah. 12
0: characters, everyone's very intricate. <laughs> and Oh, man, I would want to see the fan base react to that. <laughs>
3: Well, that's uh, that's gonna be the thing, is that no matter what comes next, the fan base is not going to tolerate it. So let's say they make it a service, which would be very it'd be very trying for Nintendo to really make it a service game because you have to go back to all those third party partners and you have to come up with new contractual agreements to have the licensing of the characters to appear in the next release. But people would say, oh, it's the same Smash Brothers game again. You kind of yeah. lose a little bit of that appeal. So now if you want to reboot it, people are gonna say this isn't the Smash Brothers I grew up with or that I loved. No matter what
2: they do, yeah, there there's an inherent risk from the fan base I mean, not he, rejecting. Here's it. the thing: if Sakurai isn't directing the next game, but he's still involved, like I said, in an EP type type um, position, there's going to be petitions to get Sakurai back as a director. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, no matter what um, comes next, it's going to be met with some criticism. You know, right after what? this.
0: Uh, Let's uh, let's move over here, Evan. We got a Discord question there. What
5: smartphone does everyone use?
0: I still have like that Note Twenty. I just got, I just ordered one of those new One Pluses though. Um, I've got a
3: Google Pixel Two. I have a Samsung Galaxy Five.
0: I have a Samsung
5: Galaxy Ten. And I guess this one's kind of related. Does anyone on the panel actually want Waluigi and Smash? I mean, we did just kind of say that. No.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs)
3: Yes. Yeah. Walu- <laughs> Waluigi number one. You're liars.
0: I think we need to work on getting um, Waluigi his own game first.
3: Yes, you are liars.
0: Let's let's get him his own game first. How about that? And then we'll yeah, talk about him no, being in the Smash cool reboot. Uh, you got another Discord question, Evan?
5: Uh, I guess this one could go into maybe something we're gonna do next. So, what kind of mess of code must those Kingdom Hearts remasters be built on if they can't <laughs> run natively on Switch?
0: So <laughs> let's let's go over this then, because part of that presentation sort of out of nowhere because it's not necessarily related to Smash other than that Sora's is there. That's the Kingdom Hearts, uh, basically one and two, the, the remix that they did there was like 1.5 and they did like 2.8 and then three are all going to the switch, but they're going to be cloud versions. They are not going to be native ports to the switch. And uh, yeah, that was, the, that's that issue. You see the game and you're like, Oh, this is, this is great. Finally, Kingdom Hearts coming to the switch And then, like, the next paragraph's like, cloud versions. So they just put them at the end of every title. And that's unfortunate because... uh, I thought
3: people loved cloud. How are you not excited to play through the Kingdom Hearts games as cloud?
0: That was a joke I thought about making. It's like the cloud version. It's like where that that person's looking at it, then they realize what it is, then they're really sad in the next frame.
3: (laughs) I made that joke on Twitter, and I got a lot of serious replies. So
0: these are games will. that you're going to have to stream. <laughs> you're going to have to stream. You will not be so. It's gonna be a forty megabyte download or whatever, and then you just have to be connected to the internet constantly to play them. Uh, that is not going over that well. I I'll admit I'm very disappointed with this uh, for the for other reasons too. But the first thing was people seem confused as to why two PS2 games. Are being streamed and not just ported over. MVG, you made a whole video about this on your channel, um, which people should yeah. be checking out. But you, you, basically broke it down that uh, yeah, th- there's a bit more work that goes into ports. I think people look at ports from the outside of MVG and just assume there is that button that gets pushed. Be- yeah, and then people ported. think
2: it's a copy paste, you yeah. know. And um, well, it's a PS2 game, so it should run on the Switch at 60. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's an it's old code base, but the problem is it's not that simple um to just port stuff it, there's a lot of time that goes into it and i think ultimately i mean i i don't know exactly what went on here but i can i have a pretty good understanding of why i think square decided to utilize the cloud for this and the reality is it's a return on investment thing you know like they looked at the numbers they looked at the the sales they kind of did their projections and you know, they probably tasked um, development teams to start working on this game, and somewhere during that project, they they basically said, "No, we this isn't going to work for us. We have to stop this. We got to we have to use the cloud." Because, I mean, ultimately, Twitter, the Twitterverse aside, most people um, don't care. You know what I mean? Just the average person that has a good internet connection in their house, they're not even going to notice any difference, right? I mean, we don't, we don't like it. I think it sucks, but the average person that wants to play it they're going to be they're going to play it's like it's just like xcloud or it's like stadia it's it's the same thing so really at the end of the day i think square just made a judgment call and said look we don't want to invest the millions of dollars that it would take to get these games ported over
1: i don't like that
2: i know i mean (laughs) i don't don't like it either but that's the reality of, of of video game publishers like um because i don't think kingdom hearts was a massive seller back in the day on the ps3 and the ps2 right I I how many mean, copies it
0: sold on the ps4 It, it, it's,
2: it sold fine but it, it it didn't like sell millions and millions as far as but i know my, my
1: my one gripe would be and i i definitely understand that viewpoint but what you know when it comes to square enix games a vast majority of them what platform are they are they selling on you know what Octopath Traveler, Triangle Project, yeah. Triangle. Yeah, Sound on the
2: Switch. Yeah. You know, it's like. But see, the difference between Octopath is that game was built on the Switch, right? So, oh yeah, no, no, no. I get,
1: I get yeah. that factor, but I, I feel like. I mean, look at how many people wanted Sora. Look at how what, many people are going to buy about, Sora.
0: What about Dragon Quest XI S? They did a lot of work on that game. I know they were that was in conjunction with Nintendo, but they still spent mm. years. I mean, when they announced that Wait, thing for see, the NX. That's the thing,
3: is that it was in conjunction with Nintendo, is how much money did Nintendo yeah. lend into that yeah. project? Did Nintendo lend outside assistance with the development of that project? Did they assist on getting Unreal Engine 4 running... Well, on their hardware, so that Square Enix could make the port possible. If they have that type of external assistance from Nintendo, mm-hmm. the risk to Square Enix now drops. But don't yeah. you
1: feel like Sora getting, you know, that that mainstream publicity now? I mean, more so than they already had. Don't you think Nintendo would have been willing to do something to get those games on? I, I, I
3: Something just seems off. Ideally, of that, yes, absolutely. And I'm, I mean, that's the thing. Kingdom Hearts probably has high potential had they come to Switch with yeah. native versions. And as MVG was saying, it could, it likely is just Square looked at things and said, the return on investment is not in the realm we're willing to roll the dice on right now. If Nintendo was to come in and say, we're willing to distribute the games for you, or we will assist with publishing in the Western market so that your risk now diminishes, maybe they see them commit some of that money to it. It also could have just been a time factor Let's say they went to external studios like a panic button and panic button said, it's going to take us two years to make this port possible. square looks at the calendar and says, that's way too late. We need something in the immediate. We need something within the next 12 to 18 months. I know the easy defaults going to say, well, then they should have asked six months earlier. That's not how this industry works. A studio like a panic button is going to have projects in the pipeline. They have to wait until they have availability to accept new projects, especially if you want a quick turnaround. And I mean, that's, it's a complex situation. And we don't know really the ins and outs of the proprietary engine that Kingdom Hearts, especially one and 2 were using on the PlayStation 3 version and how well that engine plays with the Switch hardware. It could be a very complex engine that the Switch hardware itself struggles despite it being a PS3 game. I mean, there's still games from the Sega Saturn that are rough to emulate on modern day PCs, so it's not just the age of the game or the platform that you're trying to replicate. Sometimes it's just the code is very difficult to and play Kingdom nice Hearts, with modern platforms. Kingdom Hearts 3 just
0: isn't wasn't going to be doing it. Like it just wasn't happening. At but at least it, yeah it's, not it's to it's what UE4,
2: we... right? Unreal Engine 4, Kingdom Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, we know the complexities there. And again there is UE4 games that run on the Switch and a lot of them run really well, but yeah, I mean this is this is very complicated because porting Kingdom Hearts three to the Switch, that's that's like a two plus year undertaking. Like, yeah, that's what I think would take.
1: Well, I I feel like the the vast majority of people understood Kingdom Hearts three being a cloud version. It's like okay, mm-hmm. you know, I get that. But the the 2.8, 2. whatever the fuck it is, stupidest <laughs> fucking naming in the world. I just feel like like. It it just to to me, it seems like Square Enix had an epiphany. They were like, Hey, we should put the Kingdom Hearts games on the Nintendo Switch, the older ones. It's like, No fucking shit. You should have had this done. Yeah, I was going
0: to say, Is this obvious? A long time ago.
1: Like, what? Nintendo, Disney, you know, kids stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just a weird whole situation.
3: It's weird. It's probably, I mean, it probably just comes down to the code and just the amount of time that would need to be invested to make it happen. And As consumers, that stuff doesn't matter to us. We want end results. We want the kingdom hearts. Right. At least one and two on the Switch. We want to play them natively. We can understand three. And as the consumer, yeah, you should voice the opinion to Square Enix of why couldn't you make this happen? You should have invested the money and the time to make that a reality. And unfortunately, you know, the business side of it is always going to trump the consumer element to it. And I get it's not a satisfying answer that business will always outweigh because they're looking to make money. But sometimes here's, that's just a harsh reality my, of what happens.
0: Here's my concern with that, though. All right. Is
3: the idea has been
0: through most of the beginning of the Switch life, right? Is, oh, wow, the Switch is selling really well. As it continues to sell well, you'll see more and more publishers and developers get on board and start moving their games over. And we're about to come up on 100 million systems. Mm-hmm. If 100 million systems isn't going to be enough to convince someone like Square to move over what it should be the most obvious series ever to the Switch... And they decide to just turn around and say, oh, there'll be cloud versions. I mean, at this point, 13 games have made their way to the cloud as cloud
2: versions on the switch. And there's Mm going to be more. And that's what, that's what some of my video was about. Like, yeah, there's as, as developers or as publishers want to get these older popular titles to the switch, um, that did run in like UE3 and UE4, these kind of bigger games. Um, you're going to find that they're going to start turning to the cloud more often because it's just an easy out for them. And again, I'm not saying anyone's lazy or anything like that. This is a business thing. Publishers want to make money. They don't want to lose money. And, you know, for me, I think kingdom hearts was, was simple for square because what they probably did was they, they talked to their development partners and said, how much time do you think this is going to take? How much money is it going to take? They, they were probably told two years, $5 million. They got some sticker shock and they're like, no, we, we, we don't have the budget for that. And and that was the end of the conversation. And I think a lot of a lot more games over over the next eighteen months, two years. I'm not saying we're gonna see like a, a ton of cloud games, but don't be surprised mm. if that, that announcement that, that gets that's gets announced and all of a sudden at the end of it says cloud version, because we're gonna be seeing a lot more of those coming see- up. I think the stipulation that needs to be attached to that is going to be if the publisher
3: has access to a PC version of a title they want to bring to switch, we will see a cloud version because that work is done. They can easily use that PC version to put on their cloud services. And then you just release the app on the switch. And that's why if we ever saw like final fantasy seven remake come to the current switch, Oh, that's cloud version. It's going to be a cloud version. And they're just waiting for it to be in, to, you know, actually release on the PC platform.
0: in the next – I'm going to say in the next four or five months, depending on when, like, a Plague Tale comes out. We have six cloud games coming up. Yep. Uh-huh. That's uh Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Dying Light 2, Plague Tale, the, and all the three Kingdom Hearts titles, basically, uh, are all cloud mm-hmm. games coming up here. It's actually – acceler-
4: uh,
0: uh, Yeah, I said Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's that's uh, October 26. You're right. Uh, but basically, from what I've noticed, when we first heard about Resident Evil 7 – To now, the cloud versions have accelerated, like Control, Hitman 3, Plague Tale, Innocence, Forgotten City, and then we go into the next six games coming out. That's all happened in the last, what, year and like two months or something?
3: It, It makes you wonder, and I had someone ask me this on Twitter are these publishers actually seeing meaningful revenue come from these cloud versions? And they're not gonna report sales because mm-hmm. this technically isn't yeah. a sale, it's a long-term rental. Right. So it might just be revenue to the Switch platform as itself. But if you're seeing this many turn to it, they must have some sort of market data that suggests there is a meaningful percentage for them to make a profit.
0: Well, that is, that, yeah.
2: Sorry, John, that, that, that's a good point because I mean, uh, even though it's cloud, there's, there has to be server farms that are uh-huh. hosting these games, right? And just that alone um, is using up, you know, data data costs, electricity costs, um, server time. I mean, there's a, there's definitely a cost keeping those servers up and running, um, which they may have to keep up and running for the next, like, five to eight years. We don't know if and when those servers will, will go offline. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a cost there that they, they have to pay, you know, even though they're not physical... You know, native games they they're still they're still you know footing the bill for that server that they need to host the game on.
0: Right. It's uh it, my problem with this is it. You're right. I think it gives them a bit of an out for this because I almost wonder if these cloud games are popping up as much when Witcher Three was being talked about. If that has been like eh, let's make a cloud version. Like I we'll I see. wonder.
3: The Witcher 3 is a tough example to use because Nintendo, again, had some assistance in that where they wanted this title on their platform. And I know the idea of, oh, we can just do cloud versions is kind of viewed as the cheap excuse not to do native ports. But I still think a publisher would look at it and if there was a meaningful return on investment, they would do the native ports as long as timing and budget were within reason. And I don't think they're leaning on this so much as an excuse not to do native versions? It's we're doing the cloud version. If we didn't do this, you weren't getting the game at all.
0: Right, but that I mean that's kind of an issue now that we're at. Right, it's like we we're to the point where some games just cannot feasibly go to the Switch. Whether mm-hmm. it's I mean I I do believe it has a lot to do with the the aging hardware currently and the money that would have to get thrown at it to to make sure everything works yeah. correctly. Uh, as much as people say it's not, I I think we
2: are getting to the it, point where it, it, we're using a 2015 X One. It is getting it to that point. Absolutely, is like yes these games can run on the switch but the amount of time that needs to be taken to get them to run on the switch is so much more than publishers want to basically pay for you know um the witcher 3 is that's kind of the exception because yeah nate's right nintendo was involved in that process they even did the physicals right on the on the 32 uh, gig cartridges and that's another point with um kingdom hearts is from what i know 1.5 hd and 2.5 hd is a 50 gigabyte game like that's the file size so put we'll have to put that on a 64 gigabyte switch cartridge that all that i mean that's that's sitting off red flags for me as well it's like well is that even a possibility that we can do that and how much money is that going to cost mm-hmm. um square to you know foot the bill I mean, that, uh, that, that that's, sounds very expensive and that's an important distinction to make that you made earlier is it's not that the kingdom
3: hearts one and two games cannot run on the switch hardware it's just that the time and resources to make right. them run at a, at a acceptable yeah. performance and resolution is just too costly for the publisher to make the decision to say, let's make that investment. It's not that the switch hardware itself is too weak to do it. It's just not a simple process to make it right. A reality.
0: It's too di- it's too different yes. for them to be like, all right. Because I mean, if you look around, a lot of these JRPGs are going to the Xbox, and that's weird because you look at that and you go well, there's 23 million Switch systems in Japan alone. There's, like, less than 100,000 Xboxes in Japan, but these games aren't going to the Switch for some reason when this should be clear and obvious. Like, Tales of Arise, I like that game should be on the Switch, right? Scarlet Nexus. Oh, like, <laughs> do, 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 <laughs> but Dumbass you get what David I'm saying. Freeman. It's like these, obviously, <laughs> there's there's some sort of issue to well, I mean, when it know. comes to these games going to the Switch at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly... Yeah.
1: Oh, I mean, there's clearly just a, a raw... In terms of raw power, as many people on Twitter want to talk about this, that, and the other thing, you still have to factor in things like raw power. You know, it, yeah. it makes... Obviously, having more power gives you the ability to do something. And if you're d- developing a game for, a, for two platforms that are similar in in their, you know, platform. In every way. In every, every way, similar, yeah. Yeah. including the power. And then you have this other system that's a little bit different and obviously, you know, not as, as capable in some terms. It, it makes sense, you know. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'll give you guys a great example. Um, Quake, right? So mm-hmm. the, the Switch version, when we got that up and running, ran at like 30 FPS. And we want 60, right? So we, we weren't going to ship it unless we got at 60. So we spent probably three months optimizing the game just the switch version to get it to run at 60
0: hold on somebody on twitter told me that it was a it was an easy port it was quick <laughs> like you, you just you just copy, yeah, copy, and paste. copy paste yeah i heard it on I mean, twitter
2: yeah that's that's only going to get you so far that's going to get you the game <laughs> running but if you want to optimize and you want the game running well then you have to you have to put the time in and that's ultimately john to your point what you said about better hardware is required it absolutely is required because if you have more powerful hardware you have a bigger sandbox to build your games in that offers a better level of performance and you don't have to spend so much time optimizing then yes the end result of that will be less time and less money which means that these games can ship out faster because you're not spending that time optimizing specifically for a switch version so i think you're absolutely right i think you know the hardware is definitely a factor in in this conversation
0: you know, like the the worst part about the cloud version stuff, I realized this as, as I was looking over it. I thought, wow, if you play a cloud version on your Switch it at home, it's really not that different from the Wii U then. Like, you're not going outside <laughs> with your Switch. You're staying around right. your router or whatnot, which basically is like your Wii U gamepad staying around the console.
2: Well, some people take this, which uh, they will use with them.
4: Um, and them <laughs> <in> the <laughs> the so then, the Wii U is more up. portable. Then <laughs> yep. uh,
0: it, it the cloud version just to me kind of defeats the whole concept of the Switch at times. Well,
3: see, I think we kind of have the Western view of cloud versions, whereas a good internet society like Japan, mm. this may be more functional.
0: Mm. Like they got like, is like their like whole city like blanketed in Wi Fi,
3: essentially. Yeah, like their so. mobile network is a lot better than ours their broadband and high-speed internet is more readily available in the region so a cloud-based game for the switch in japan may make a lot of financial sense it's just in the western markets where we view it as kind of a hassle because you know not everyone has high-speed internet especially and even if you do you might be on the lower end of it and you're not going to get quality right streaming so we're viewing it from that western view of this sucks maybe in japan it's hey this is good
0: i'm a bit i'm just i'm a bit concerned that as we go through the rest of the switch's life we're gonna start seeing less and less of those like incredible ports
3: yeah. because they go you
0: know what we could make this happen but eh, hey can just do the cloud version well, but hey
3: then- if, if rockstar brings over oh Grand dude Th- if ran theft auto trilogy on unreal to switch natively <laughs> i think that should count as a
2: miracle okay if those are cloud versions i'm doing a victory lap if i'm if they're cloud versions. if those are cloud know. versions no, though. no one should take a victory lap you shouldn't want that to happen well, i don't want it but people are <laughs> saying people were dunking on me saying oh you know you don't know what you're talking about um they're just lazy it's lazy developers i'm not lazy developers uh they're not lazy developers, uh-uh. they're they're, not lazy developers. They're, these are no, they're,
0: they're suits who like money let's go right
3: That's, that's, that's all it is. there is there's no lazy developer there may be a cheap publisher
0: yeah there you go what were you gonna say sean
3: <laughs> um
1: What was I going to say? Oh, uh, to your point about the Switch getting less and less of those fantastic ports, we're coming up on five years, man, of that hardware. You know, Mm -hmm. it came out in 2017. So they
0: should be really familiar with it now. So we should see really incredible ports.
1: I mean, (laughs) it's not like back in the day where the best games tend to come out at the tail end of the life cycle anymore you know they're they're definitely or or the most i shouldn't say best games i should say most technically impressive games i mean if you look at you know super mario brothers on the nes compared to uh kirby's adventure on the nes it's like holy shit you know we've made this huge leap you don't really see it all that much with these modern machines anymore i mean i feel like i feel like companies are able to get the the power that they want you know essentially from day one
0: yeah but the new the switch i'm about to buy has no led screen in it so they can port kingdom hearts 3 to that right no yeah. it's a, no no because it's, <laughs> it's just the a screen just you know, the kickstand though Yeah, oh the
1: enhanced audio oh no oh, I, <laughs> going back saying, complete full circle <laughs> yeah. play metroid dread with headphones Ah, okay all right so is it good. is it
0: is it good? Okay. Okay. Such,
1: such good... As Some of the music, I think, sucks ass, but music is subjective. <laughs> no. But, Metroid needs a great soundtrack. There's no. a few tracks that I felt
0: were out of place, Aww. but but the sound design is just... Mm. I think, I, at this point, I'm sold on the hybrid concept. It works. It's fine. Obviously, it's a sales success. I think I'm just ready for Nintendo to make a, a bit of an upgrade on the hardware side. That's all. Yeah, yep. I, th- I think we're to that point. So, I don't know if that's Indeed. next year, the year after... I don't know. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready to get the, Nate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, 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 what are those yes. noises you make making? What's, what's that what, mean? What, What's, what what's that know? noise over there? What do you know,
0: that
3: mean? Nathaniel? People can find out in an upcoming Nate the Hate oh. episode.
0: Oh, is that next week? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 chance, baby. 50-50 chance. All right, we'll keep an eye out for your. We'll keep an eye out for your podcast, then, uh, Evan. We have Discord questions to finish up with.
5: Uh, just two left. What's the best okay. thing you are all able to cook? Pizza. Um, Steaks. Anything on the grill. Going to grandma's house.
4: <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm um, a terrible cook. I can make a very delicious casserole. And I don't, I don't, don't even know. No one knows is. what that is. <laughs> Are you a casserole with an inflection.
5: Steaks. What was that?
3: Casurla. It's it's essentially Portuguese pulled pork.
0: Oh, okay, that's cool. Sounds good. And we got Evan what's the last one. Uh,
5: I I don't know where this question. Okay, do you think Netflix will buy CD Projekt Red? Netflix has been acting like they created Witcher what? themselves for a while. <laughs> yeah, I have no.
3: I don't. Well, that's a know, leap. In, that's a leap in logic. Yeah, Maybe a is that
2: insider info or something interesting? I mean, <laughs> 50 yeah, fifty-fifty. Yeah,
4: Netflix
0: is going to buy CD Projekt, huh? Interesting. CD not... Projekt
2: Red's worth like
3: three billion dollars. So were.
0: Microsoft can buy them.
3: Yeah, Microsoft could buy them. Really know, but yeah. I mean, I don't see why Netflix would. They all they need is the rights to the literature. Yeah, which CD Projekt right. Red doesn't own. <laughs>
0: uh well that's all the discord questions evan that's everything all right
2: i think we're gonna go around here let's start with mvg where can everyone find you you can find me on twitter at modern vintage g and on youtube at modern vintage gamer and um yeah i will have a bit of switch oled material on the channel in the next uh video or two so stick around and keep watching my channel
0: and we got sean
1: you can find me on RGT 85. I think my Instacart person is trying to find me with my groceries right now. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. Probably switch OLED. Hopefully it comes in. I just looked at the tracking information and it still says processing. So
0: who the hell knows when that's going to show You can all bug him on Twitter while he wasn't at too many games yeah well i'll be there just put me on the video thing okay yeah, we might we might really do that we're gonna put I you in front of a microphone don't, i'm down dude
3: I don't care. okay you sh- okay you should hook me up to the sound system
0: i don't know how any of that's gonna work there's gonna be us microphones <laughs> like, like the all knowing
3: oz yeah, I, well, yeah I can, I can, not put, here or am i
0: i can technically put you both in like a discord room and then just set you up on evan's tablet in front of the microphone
3: what time's your panel it's like four two, o'clock
0: two o'clock Oh my two, god! Two two thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty on
1: Saturday. Saturday. Yep. Yeah, two thirty Saturday. Be. Okay. Should, cool. Should be up right. by then.
3: <laughs> what depends <laughs> if you go to bed at nine a.m. or not.
0: <laughs> I went. I, I fell asleep at eight last night. Oh gosh. All right. Wait, eight last night or eight this eight morning? Eight. Yeah. Well, eight in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> eight in the morning. It counts as was, night because that's when you fell
4: asleep.
1: <laughs> I was. I was playing. I was playing some NBA two K. My season mode. And uh, I watched <laughs> the Haunted Mansion from 2003, starring Eddie Murphy. Oh, I, you think we'll,
3: I thought you watched the new one with Jeff Keighley. No,
0: I thought it was a decent film. Okay, okay. What about what about Nate?
3: You can find me on YouTube at Nate the Hate or on Twitter at Nate the Hate followed by the number two. We will have an episode in the near future discussing Switch and the future of the platform.
5: Okay, and then Evan. You can find me over on Twitter, Kimmerich's Project. If I'm streaming or doing anything, I'll
4: usually just post it there.
0: Okay. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll see you guys next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time.